The Chargers are looking for revenge against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the biggest difference this time around is Keenan Allen, who didn't get to play in the first round. If he can step up this time, Justin Herbert should get his first playoff win. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And today we're talking about playoffs, David. It's so exciting to have this show to be getting a really important game at this time of the year. And to me, I'm looking at Keenan Allen, who wasn't there in the first game, to step up in a really good matchup for him this week. I think the Chargers offense also needs to find a way to give Justin Herbert the time he needs to dissect the Jaguars' defense. And I'm also wondering if Brandon Staley can cook up another defensive masterpiece in this one. We saw it during the you know, four-game winning streak. Can he do it again? Can he make Trevor Lawrence uncomfortable? And we have to get into our bold and our game predictions. You know, I think the Chargers are going to win in this one. We'll see what David has to say about it. But today's episode is sponsored by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. All right, David, well, let's get into this one and how the Chargers can change their fortunes after a really beatdown by the Jaguars in week three. Both teams are so different now. We all know that. The biggest difference to me is that the Chargers have Keenan Allen this time, and I don't think it's a point that people are talking about enough because Keenan Allen has been on fire when he's been able to be healthy this season, You know, having one of his best years ever really on a per-game basis. He only had six catches in the 2018 playoff run, four catches against the Ravens, only two catches against the Patriots, when the Chargers ended up getting unbelievable. It's crazy to think about now, but I think in this one with a great matchup, he should really have a field there. Absolutely. And Keenan Allen right now, after kind of knocking off the rust, the first couple of games, he's in rare form. The last three games, he has two 100 plus yard games and 14 of his 24 catches have gone for first downs. That's 58% of his catches. He is an absolute monster on third down. He is uncoverable. You cannot guard him. It does not matter what you do. He is a beast on third down. He is a chain mover. He is so important to this offense. And I just love the way that he is playing, the confidence he's playing with. He's clearly healthy. He's going out there making great plays. And that is bad news for the Jaguars and great news for the Chargers offense. Especially since we don't know what's going to happen with Mike Williams. He did not practice at all this week. Me and you both believe that he's going to play in some capacity on Saturday night. And I just think that you need your stars to show up in the biggest moments. And Keenan is one of your biggest stars. He has to show up in this game. And he should. Because he has the easiest matchup if he's going out of the slot. Because he gets Trey Herndon. Trey Herndon has been good recently. But when he was playing against Kansas City. When he was playing against the Cowboys. Even when he was playing with the Titans that didn't have Joshua Dobbs. And had just Ryan Tannehill. He was getting cooked. And I think that is the best matchup for the Chargers in this one. In those three games against those three decent to good quarterbacks, he gave up 14 catches for 207 yards on 18 targets. On the season, he's allowing almost 15 yards per catch and 
0.6 passer rating. I think that is where I would definitely be looking to attack, especially on those third downs, especially so you can get off to a better start than you did in the last one where you were empty your first four drives and had two turnovers. I think that's going to be huge. What else are you looking for for this Chargers offense? Yeah, I want to see the Chargers run the football, but I want them to do it strategically. Do not run the ball up the middle. The Jacksonville Jaguars are very stout in the middle. They do a very good job of limiting those yards uh, per carry on the inside runs. On the outside, however, that is a completely different story, and that's where the Chargers excel when they're running the ball. When they run the ball behind left tackle, they're averaging 4.8 yards per carry. When they are going around the right end, which is on the outside of the right tackle, they're averaging 4.5 yards per carry. So if you are running to the outsides, making the the defense have to run sideline to sideline, that's where you're going to be able to realize your most success running the football. And we all know what running the football does for you. You're allowed to stay on the football field longer. You get that time of possession. You keep Trevor Lawrence off the field. You keep Justin Herbert on the field and you keep those chains moving, hopefully to the end zone. Yeah, and I mean, the Titans, against the Titans last week, the Jaguars are able to hold Derrick Henry to under four yards of carry, which is something that's really tough to do. It also yeah. helps when you're going up against Joshua Dobbs, right? That's a different kind of animal. You can totally Absolutely. sell out against it, obviously. Yeah. I think that also helps, though, give Justin Herbert time, which I think is really, really important in this one. Yeah. Because guess how many pressures the Chargers gave up last time? 26. Eight of those were from Storm Norton. So, obviously, Storm Norton's probably not going to see their – Will not see the field, I feel confident saying, no. in this game. But over the last two games, I mean, Justin Herbert hasn't even played in the fourth quarter. This is what he's been able to do. 485 yards and four touchdowns, completing 71% of his passes. And he has four touchdowns and zero interceptions over that span. And that's over six quarters. He has been cooking when he's been having time. I mean, there's no coincidence that the last two games, the Chargers have only given up 14 pressures. When they're giving him time, he is absolutely dissecting defenses, and he can do it again in this one, especially, I think, if he gets the tight ends involved. And that is something that I think that the Chargers really need to do because the Jaguars are not good against tight ends. They've given up over 1,000 yards to tight ends already this season or over the course of 17 games. And over their past eight games, it's been even worse. Tight ends are averaging 80 yards per game against them, and they've also given up six touchdowns against tight ends. We've seen the Chargers get the tight ends more involved recently, especially in the red zone. Three touchdowns by the Chargers tight ends over the last two games. This is another good matchup, and they need these guys, especially with the uncertainty with Mike Williams. They need these other guys to step up, like Donald Parham looking for explosive plays, and Gerald Everett as well. Yeah, that's definitely uh, one of my keys for, for success as well. The uh, passer rating allowed to tight ends by the Jacksonville Jaguars is 119.3, which is 30th in the NFL. They absolutely <laughs> get dis- they get diced. They get diced up by the tight ends, and it's part, part you know partially because of the linebackers. Aluakon's averaging over eighty percent reception percentage. Devin Lloyd eighty two point six percent reception percentage. So you get those guys in coverage lined up on Donald Parham or Gerald Everett. It's a mismatch in your favor, and you absolutely have to take advantage of it. And then this one's just more Charger centric. Stick with what works. That's the play action, the rollouts, the bootlegs. You have to utilize Justin Herbert's athleticism, get him on the move, allow him to use his ability to throw on the run, which honestly is better than most any other quarterback in the league. Justin Herbert's highest completion percentage is on play action, 73.1%, 10 touchdowns to only one interception. That's where he excels. Get him opportunities to do that. 100%. The way you do that, too, is by staying in those favorable downs and distances. Nobody's buying the play action on third and 10. I mean, that's one thing the Chargers really just from a Chargers standpoint, like you're talking about, it has to be 
a clean game from them, right? Yes. I mean, you fumbled twice last week. You have to clean that. Can't game. have it. Justin Herbert hasn't turned the ball over in two games. That's obviously great. He has to keep protecting the football, which he always does. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, he is very, very good and safe with the football. But I, you also want to see some explosions. Like, when you see Justin Herbert, like, really rear back, like, there's nothing quite like that feeling yeah. when you see him getting ready to take that shot. And I think they'll have some shots available. I mean, I think especially if you keep doing the play action, this is a defense that is very fast, right? They're pretty physical, but they can run themselves out of place too. And that's yes. the one thing when you have a young defense that's really fast, they might open up some things for you just because they're not disciplined always. And I think that is one way the Chargers can attack this Jaguars defense. They've been really hot, this Jaguars defense, but – like I said, it was against Zach Wilson. It was against Joshua Dobbs, right? Yeah. It was against Chris Strebler, whoever that backup Jets quarterback was. Like, it hasn't been a really, you know, a death row by any means of quarterbacks that they played. Davis Mills, he can throw in there as well. So it's kind of hard to tell. But it is a fast defense. It's an opportunistic defense for sure. You have to be clean in this game. The best way you can lose a playoff game is with turnovers and setting up easy scores for a Jaguars offense. That really doesn't need it because they have a really yeah. good offense. And we're going to talk about that. Can Brandon Steely come up with the game plan? This is the spotlight. This is what you brought him in for. It's time for him to come up with something to make Trevor Lawrence uncomfortable because there was one thing that was way too comfortable in that first game, and it was Trevor Lawrence sitting back there and picking the Chargers apart. So we're going to talk about how the Chargers can slow down this Jaguars offense and give them a good chance to win this game coming up after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you have to know what success is going to bring in 2023, and that all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, because with LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. Hiring is not always just about hiring and finding someone, right? It's about getting the right fit. And the best way to get your 2023 off to a great start is by finding someone who's really going to fit with your company. My wife uses LinkedIn jobs all the time as a recruiter. She said, it's the easiest way to find the best people. She said, you can send out a hundred candidates or a hundred, you know, emails to people and get a hundred resumes. But unless you can find that one person that's going to get and stick with your company, it doesn't really matter. And the best way to find those people is with LinkedIn jobs. And they make it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. That's why small businesses are rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Fair warning, this ad read might make you hungry because I have to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar. And of course, I'm talking about Built Bar. And Built Bar are the unicorn of the protein bar world because you're going to have find something that fits on your New Year's resolution diet while also getting something that doesn't taste like cardboard, which to me is very important. I mean, for me, no matter how healthy something is, I have to like it to be able to eat it, especially consistency. So if you need to spice up your diet, you got to try Built because with Built, Healthy is actually tasty. I mean, seriously, what it comes down to to me is the flavor. So many great flavors, and they're all 100% covered in chocolate and easy to chew. But you're talking about coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, churro. You shouldn't be able to, able to eat things that are churro flavored when you're on a diet, but that's exactly what Built Bars are. And right now, they're as accessible, as easy to get as ever because you can find them at your local Walmart. You can find them at your local Sam's Club. So if you're close to a Sam's Club, go in, run and buy a 13-bar box. You will find your favorite with the hip flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Go to BuiltBar.com right now, guys, and use promo code LOCKDOWN15 to save 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's get into our defensive keys for success here. I think 
this is kind of a strength versus strength of these two teams, especially recently outside of the Broncos game, which was really weird, obviously. But the Jaguars' strength is their offense. And Trevor Lawrence, who is an up-and-coming star, right, like we talked about a little bit yesterday with Tony Wiggins, this is an offense that picked the Chargers apart last time, David. And to me, this time, Brandon Staley, who thoroughly got outcoached in that first matchup, has to have learned from his mistakes and has to come up with a good game plan for this one. And the players have to execute, right? I mean, we've seen good game plans from Staley so far this year, and the players didn't execute, and it doesn't end up looking like a good game plan. But you look at games against Kansas City in both games. I thought they were good game plans, right? San Francisco, a great game plan. You held that offense to only 22 points with Jimmy G. You at Miami, right? That was a clinic. They need that again, again in this game. And you have to stay disciplined, right? You have to be able to learn from those mistakes. But most importantly, you have to go into this game with a plan to make it better than the first time. Absolutely. And I think uh, at the forefront of that plan is making sure that you do not allow Travis Etienne to run free. I mean, that's incredibly important because they really play action a lot and that makes it so much better when Travis Etienne is running very effectively. And for him, if you look at, you know, the where he gains most of his success, it's really on the left side of the line. I mean, you look at it behind left guard, five yards a carry behind left tackle, 5.2 yards per carry behind left end, which is on the outside of the left tackle, 8.2 yards per carry. And it's drastically different to the other side, you know, to the right side. So he finds a lot of his running success towards the left side of the offensive line. So the chargers need to be prepared for that. They need to swarm to the ball carrier. They got to attack their gaps. They got to wrap up. They got to set a physical edge. Uh, They really like to use their tight ends kind of as, you know, athletic blockers, lead blockers out there. So the chargers need to make sure when they're in those one-on-one open field opportunities that they bring the ball carrier to the ground. Yeah, I mean, it's such a huge part of the Jaguars offense, right, is getting guys in space and letting them run and and making guys miss tackles. I mean, if you can get them off of that rhythm, it really throws a wrench into things. And I think that's where you see the Jaguars make most of their mistakes offensively. Yes. When you take away the layups, and that's what I would consider those. But for the run defense, I mean, Etienne only averaged three and a half yards per carry the first time around. It was James Robinson who cracked off the 50-yard run that really made that look like a bad run defense game when it really wasn't. The Chargers got run down and worn down in the second half, and they ended up giving up, you know, a lot of loose plays. But the explosive runs are what kill the Chargers, and Travis Etienne is definitely capable of that, and that's why you have to be so focused on getting hands on him, getting bodies on him at the line of scrimmage, slowing him down because he's not a big dude. If you can get guys' hands on him and you can keep him out of those open spaces and really clog things up, he's going to struggle because he's not the type of dude who's going to push the pile for five yards. He's not the dude the Chargers have struggled with between the tackles. The perimeter defense is another story. The Chargers have to have a better physicality on the edge, better physicality from their defensive backs in this game, and they have to be able to tackle on the perimeter. If not, this dude's going to be running through their secondary, and that's exactly part of what doomed the Chargers last time. They go up against the Patriots after having that Ravens game where they played all the defensive backs. Bill Belichick said, do that. Have fun with all your defensive backs. Sony Michelle, remember him? 24 carries, 129 yards, three touchdowns they gave up in the last playoff game the Chargers played in. And it doomed them. Ugh. You can't let that be the case in this game. It would really, really suck to have it yeah. go down that way. But what else do you think that the Chargers have to do defensively? What else are you looking for from them? 
Yeah, so uh, uh, similar to the Miami Dolphins, they have a lot of speed uh, on this offense. So I want to kind of see them take a page out of that game plan and implement it into this one, and that is to get physical with these wide receivers. Really get your hands on them. Don't let Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Marvin Jones get a free release and let them run down the football field. Don't do that. You need to get your hands on them. Be physical. You got five yards to harass them legally. Do it. Okay, do it as much as humanly possible. You you get them off off of their their routes, especially because Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback that doesn't go through full progressions. He doesn't. He's more of a one read two read type of guy. He really wants to stay in rhythm. And if you are able to knock those receivers off of their rhythm, off their routes, that's going to force him to really have to navigate and go through progressions across the field and have to make him make a decision that he didn't really want to make. It is, I mean, a huge part of Trevor Lawrence's game. There's so much of it is timing, so much of it is rhythm, a great way to kind of, you know, slow down an RPO offense, which this offense can be sometimes, right, where they're really stressing your linebackers, they're really stressing your slot cornerbacks to make a decision whether they're going to come up and fill or whether they're going to, you know, kind of drop into a hook and take away that slant route. They love that slant or hand it off. If you can uh, disrupt the timing on that, if you can get your hands on the receiver, it's going to make him hold on to the ball a little bit longer. And I think that's yeah. all part. And really what it comes down to is just making him uncomfortable. They didn't yes. do it the first time around. They have to. at all. The Chargers should be able to get pressure in this game. Every one of their best pressure getters is going to be playing in this game. You have Bosa, you have Mac, you have Kyle Van Noy. They're all available. You have Morgan Fox. You have your two best blitzers, Drew Tranquil and Derwin James. Yep. I know you can't just, you know, totally go blitz happy against this offense. They will kill you. Right. Yes. I mean, they will get rid of the ball quickly. Yeah. Lawrence is good against the blitz. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's what they want to do anyways, is get the ball out of their hands quickly. Yes. But you don't necessarily have to blitz to find pressure in that way. You can still send four guys. If you're doing it right, you can still find ways to get those one-on-one matchups for the, your killers, for Joey Bosa, for Khalil Mack. But it all starts up front and first and second down, right? Getting those yes. situations. They had way too many manageable third downs when you were making them get to third downs in that first game, right? Way yeah. too many where it's just those are impossible to stop. I'm looking for Derwin James in key situations lined up against Ingram, right? Evan Ingram, I think, especially with quick passes, you have anything third and four, third and three. They want to get the ball in that dude's hand a lot of times behind the line of scrimmage and cost the confusion that's going to get them those free yards. If you can take away the layups, if you can stay disciplined and not give them those easy play action rollouts with just a little check down pass that gains them seven, eight yards, you're going to throw a wrench in this offense. The Titans did it, and the better defenses they've gone against have been able to do that against them. They've gone up against a a lot of really bad teams recently, so we haven't seen it as much. But there's a way to slow down this offense, and I think you're going to need all of that, and you're also going to need your corners and guys to step up as well, right? Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, you have to be able to find a way. Bryce Callahan, Michael Davis, Asante Samuel Jr., all those guys have to step up. They can make him uncomfortable. They're going to give themselves a chance. They have to stay disciplined. This offense likes to use a lot of misdirection, a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of motion. They like to try to mess you up and and try to make you get the defense going all one way, and they're going to throw back the other way. And they've done that several times throughout the season with great success. So you have to be very disciplined, very assignment sound against this offense. They're trying to put you in conflict. Do not allow them to do it. You got to stay within your rules and make sure that you are doing what you are supposed to do and be where you are supposed to be. This is the playoffs. There is no margin for error. You have to be as perfect as you can on every single down. That's the thing too, right? Misdirection gets you on second and five. Misdirection gets you on first and 10 when you can manipulate the linebackers and get guys to kind of flow the wrong way. 
you can't really do it on third and 10. Right. <laughs> you can, but it's just wasted time. At your own peril, get, right? Yeah. Under, yeah. I mean, someone's just going to shoot straight at the quarterback and not pay any attention to the fake handoff, right? Like, right. So it, it's about getting them out of those comfort situations because that's what Doug Peterson has done. All the things we want them to do with Justin Herbert, they get him on the move. They give him easy passes and get him wide open throwing lanes. Chargers yeah. don't do that enough. They're really good at it, but you can take it away if you're good enough on those early downs and you don't have to overcommit to the run because you're playing it well with your base defense or whoever you're sending out there. You can get away with it and then get to those third downs where the Chargers have been money recently, and then you get all of your best players involved doing what they're best at, and that's how you win this game defensively for the Chargers. But there are a couple guys who I think have to step up in this game that are both involved in my bold predictions. We have to get into our bold and our game predictions coming up right after this. But first, I do need to tell you guys about our official betting sponsor, and it's betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. And guess what? When you're betting, there's one thing you always want to be informed and bet online is helping you do that you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball season they've got it all at betonline.net right now guys it's been very interesting to see how this game is kind of swayed in the eyes of the people at betonline.net the chargers earlier this week you heard me say they are a pick them in this game well the chargers are now favored by two and a half points at bet online so what they know I don't know, but things seem to be trending for them in the right direction for the Chargers. As Chargers fans, that just scares you more. But it's not just the score that you're betting on with Bet Online. You have great prop bets, the best time of the season for prop bets. You can go Will Keenan Allen score a touchdown. Will Derwin James have at least eight tackles? Will Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler have between 51 and 75 rushing yards in this game? I think that's a nice little window. Those are all things you can bet at, at Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, David, it's time to make our predictions, our bold and our game predictions for this one. I will let you start offensively because, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious where I'm going with this one, considering what I led the show with today. So I'll let you lead us off here. Where are you going with your offensive bold prediction? Yeah, so offensive bold prediction for me is I think a guy that they've been kind of giving a couple of shots to here and there, a couple catches here and there, a guy who's going to be a lot more featured in this game, and that is Donald Parham Jr. I think he's going to go off in this game. I think he has a great matchup. I don't think there's anyone on that uh, other side that can cover him down in and down out. I'm going to go five catches, 94 yards, and a 30-plus yard touchdown. Oh, I would love that. I mean, chunk plays, Donald Parham, get him the ball in space. It, it doesn't seem like this offense is ever really fully ready to commit to Donald Parham in that role. And there's a lot of mouths to feed, obviously, but sure. he continues to be one of the more underutilized players on the chargers. And I think when you're a team that's lacking the explosive plays, when you're a team that's lacking the chunk plays, it seems so obvious to try to get that dude more involved. And it yep. seems like, you know, last game they found him a couple, you know, decently length passes, get the third, a 23 yard catch in the last game. That's great to see. I hope it keeps going. If you followed along this season, you had known at one point the best bold prediction that could be made was me making a bold prediction about a wide receiver to go off. I think for yeah. Mike Williams, I think he's done it probably four times I've picked him. But it's been boomer bust, <laughs> let's be honest. And the games I've picked and I've been wrong, somebody gets hurt, they leave early, and they get you know four catches for 17 yards. I'm praying to all the football gods. I'm raising this up. I'll make whatever sacrifice you like. I need Keenan Allen in this game to show up in a big way. And I think he will. He has a great matchup. He's been fantastic this season. He's as healthy as he's been all season. This is the time for him to go off. And Justin Herbert loves throwing him the football. I have Keenan Allen in this one. Nine catches, 
for 125 yards and a touchdown, dwarfing what he did in two games in his last playoff appearance. I think he's going to show up in a big way. Let's go to the defensive bowl predictions here. I'm going to go first because I don't know who David's picking, and I don't want him to take my guy. Joey Bosa is my defensive bowl prediction on this one. We haven't seen him all season. He said he's as good as he's been in a long, long time, a couple of years in his words. Let's see it. I think Joey Bosa, I mean, it's going to be tough to get to Trevor Lawrence. They get rid of the ball quickly, but I think the Chargers are going to be able to confuse him just enough to hold on to the ball. And not only do I have him with two and a half sacks in this game, I have him with a forced fumble on a game-tying or winning drive by the Jaguars that gets thwarted by the Big Bear. I think Joey Bosa wins this game with two and a half sacks and a forced fumble. Honestly, I, I can easily see that. I, I mean, I, the, la, the the these couple of games that he's returned. He's been good. He's looked really good, at least yeah. when it's coming out. You know, when he's coming after the quarterback, explosive. like he, he he looks fresh, he looks explosive. I feel like he is primed and ready and excited to go off in this playoff game. So I like that bold prediction a lot. For me, my bold prediction is going to be that Michael Davis is going to lock up Christian Kirk. I think he is going to only allow five catches. For 50 yards in this one, I feel like he is going to dominate him. I love the way that Michael Davis is playing football right now. I think he's one of the best defenders on the team right now. He's just in the zone, and I think that's going to continue in this game. I'd love to see him get an interception, too. I mean, he yeah. the biggest difference has been him making plays on the football, him being yeah. there at the catch point, enforcing incompletions, which like the second half of the season, nobody has forced more incompletions than Michael Davis, and they're going to need him in a few big moments. Yeah, he was okay the first time around. He gave up a bunch of catches. He gave up a bunch of first towns in the first matchup against this Jaguars team. He's a different player now. He's much better to see him show up in this one. All right, David. Well, I'll remind everyone. I did give my game prediction yesterday. I have the Chargers winning this one 27 24 in a close game. I mean, I'm telling you, I think Joey Bosa is going to get a strip sack on a potential game tying game winning drive for the Jaguars. I think it might come down to that. It might come down to, you know, a last possession kind of a game where the Chargers defense is either going to have to win it for them or their offense is going to have to step up and go win the game. I think that's just where this one's going. I don't see it being a blowout in this one. I think the Chargers pull it off. I mean, the expectations should be high. The Chargers should expect to win this game. They should be locked in for it. I have them going across the country in primetime on Saturday night, pulling off the upset. Will David pick them to win? I mean, he is a noted contrarian. He's a very big pessimistic guy. What do you uh, think is yes. going to happen in this one, David? Do you have Justin Herbert winning his first career playoff game? Yep. Giant pessimist over here, definitely. Um, yes, I do. I do have Justin Herbert winning his first playoff game. And the reason for that is because this Chargers team is healthy on their offensive line. It was not healthy the first time these two teams played. Didn't You didn't have Corey Lindsley in that game. Rashawn Slater was injured in that game. They are the healthiest at the offensive line position that they are, you know, that they can possibly be at this point in time their offensive weapons are are, uh going to be available in this one on defense i feel like they're going to learn from their lessons and from 17 games worth of game tape to be able to understand how this jacksonville jaguars offense is going to try to attack them i feel like they're going to get some pressure i feel like they're going to get some turnovers i think the chargers are going to win this game 28 to 20 I like that. I I could definitely see that. And I think you need a little bit from both sides, right? You need the offense to kind of do better than we've seen from big parts of this season. And you need the defense to get back to what they were doing, where like you could have a better defensive performance in this game and give up 20 points than any game you had during that win streak, right? Because it's a different kind of offense they're going up against. It's a much better team they're going up against. 
the interior does scare me a little bit. I mean, Matt Filer was not good in the first game, right? I think he gave up seven pressures. I think a lot of that had to do with Will Clapp playing 50 pass blocking snaps and yeah. not having the help of Corey Lindsley. And I think Zion Johnson is a lot better. But Roy Robertson Harris, they have some guys in there that can make some chaos. And then the Chargers offensive line has to come through. That's why it was a big key for success for me. Because if they give Justin Herbert time, there's no reason I see him, you know, not dicing up this defense. Like, I think yeah. he has the ability to do it. He has a, you know, more healed ribs than he had the first time around. That's He's much, sure. much healthier now. That was the first game after the rib injury for him. Hopefully he has his biggest target, Mike Williams. Hopefully Mike Williams can make an impact in this game because in a close game, sometimes you need those special moments. And Mike Williams is the guy who brings it for the Chargers offense. It's just always well, who he has. And when, and when Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are on the field together, the Chargers are 4-0 this year. And, you know, when they finish <laughs> a full game. Yeah. yeah, when they finish the full game healthy. That's from the NFL on Twitter there. And, you know, Herbert's completing over 73 0.7% of his passes when both of his pass catchers are on the field. So it's very important to have those guys healthy and hopefully all this rest is going to be good for Williams and they're going to be ready to go out there and, and shine with uh shine under the bright lights. Yeah. And we'll see what Josh Palmer can do. Six catches, 99 yards. in that first yep. one had a big catch over the middle, big catch and run. It's going to be really exciting. I'm just really excited and hope that we, you know, the best part will be we get another week next week to talk yes, about this game with you guys, another game to talk about and we'll see, you know, what happens on Saturday night, but it feels like the Chargers, you know, have been struggling all season for this game. You know, yeah. a lot they've gone through for this big game. Justin Herbert's ready. Will the rest of the team show up around him? I think they will. I think they find a way to get it done next week and get themselves a date with one of the AFC elites. So we'll see if they can do it. But to make sure you guys don't miss the post game show, a special Saturday post game show. Hopefully, we're popping champagne with you guys on Saturday night. Make sure you're subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. Maybe we'll take a step. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a drink if the Chargers can pull this playoff game up. Who knows? But make sure you guys are following and subscribing to YouTube or following on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. We're free and available every day. You can also find the show every day on our social media. You can hit me up on Twitter at DanTalkSports and find David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. You can also find the show's page at LockedOnLAC. You can also find us on our at LockedOnChargers or at LockedOnChargers on Instagram or on our LockedOnChargers Facebook page as well. If you guys want to call in and give your post-game reactions to the Chargers, can pull off a big one. Or if they don't on Saturday, you can call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. Thank you guys for making us your first listen today. We're so excited about the Chargers being in the playoffs. Hopefully they can pull it off. Thank you for making us your first listen. If you need a second listen and you want to check us out, maybe on a post-game victory show, you can check us out on Lockdown NFL Podcast, bringing you the local insights you love in the national spotlight and daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories available on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast from David, me and you will be back here Saturday night, hopefully talking about a big time playoff victory for Justin Herbert on the Chargers. But until then guys, take it easy and go Bolts.